Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I have an exciting topic to talk about today. I can't believe I've never talked about it before. It's the traits that Gretchen Rubin described called abstainers versus moderators. Can you see how this is going to be relevant? Abstainers versus moderators. So if you don't know, Gretchen Rubin is an American author, blogger. Uh, She wrote The Happiness Project a bunch of years ago, and she's written a whole bunch of other books. And in one of her blogs a while back, she described that some people are abstainers and some people are moderators by nature, like an underlying trait that they possess. Um, abstainers would be people like me, people like her. She, she identified herself as an abstainer. People who like to just rip the bandaid off fast. People who like to just dive into the deep end of the pool if they know it's going to be cold. They don't want to wade in. Um, people who like things like bright lines. I don't think she talked about bright lines in her blog article, but um, people who uh, do well with firm, clean boundaries around things. If they need to quit smoking, they're just going to quit cold turkey. Whereas moderators, if they need to quit smoking, are likely to put on the nicotine patch and then you know do 10% less every three days so that over 30 days they're weaning down the amount of nicotine slowly, slowly, slowly. They'll be wading into the pool slowly from the shallow end. Um, they tend to run toward moderation anyway, so they don't have these um, jerky black and white extremes from one Uh, one side to the next. They're moderators. So it's really interesting to look at Brightline eating through this lens. First of all, I just want to say I wholeheartedly agree with her that I think there is such a trait. I think that's a clear distinction um, between people. And in Brightline eating, though, we don't motivate our four bright lines from that perspective. It's not because we prefer to do it that way. It's because uh, when you're dealing with a bona fide addiction, now you're in the realm where complete abstinence is going to produce very different results than a program of moderation, right? Like if you're not physiologically addicted to something, uh, then there isn't a material difference between abstaining 100% or abstaining 98%, right? It's the, the, the brain, the body are going to give you about the same outcome, uh, maybe just 2% off, right? But if real addiction is in the mix now, uh, the difference between 100% abstinence and 98% abstinence is enormous because when you deviate a little, there often tends to be a huge binge Um, And then real difficulty getting back on track, right? The alcoholic, the uh, 
hope to die three pack a day smoker, the food addict, we have a hard time getting back on track when we deviate a little bit. And a little deviation tends to lead to um, obsession and compulsion that's overwhelming, leading to more, 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 right? So we motivate our bright lines from that perspective, the addiction recovery perspective. But it's, it's really interesting to think about bright line eating from the perspective of this abstainer moderator distinction. Some um, other kinds of thoughts and awarenesses fall out when you consider it through that lens. So first of all, one of the things that becomes clear is there are going to be a whole host of people who like bright line eating, not because they need it, but because it suits them, because they're abstainers, right? So they might be drawn to bright line eating because they really want clarity about like exactly what to eat and what not to eat and how to handle their food. It simplifies their life. They might be drawn to bright line eating, not because they have any food addiction in the mix, but because um, they gained 20 pounds when they hurt their knee and stopped being able to exercise as much. And they really want that weight off. And this style of eating really appeals to them. So they do bright line eating, but maybe they're a two on the susceptibility scale. Can you see it? That for an abstainer, the bright line approach to food is going to be a really natural fit. So that's the first thing that becomes obvious when you look at it from this perspective is that there's a whole category of people um, for whom bright line eating might be an amazing fit, even if they don't necessarily have a food problem or even a weight problem. The other thing that becomes obvious is that there's another category of people for whom perhaps some, um, uh, some modifications, I guess I would say, would be helpful because they're moderators with a bad food addiction problem or a bad weight problem, and they really do need to do bright line eating, but the whole extreme bright line thing sort of isn't their style, right? It's, it goes against their grain. And what I've seen people do, and now uh, it sort of clicks in as like, oh, moderators, right? What I've seen people do is say, well, you know, I'm, I've started slowly. I've, I've adopted the no sugar you know, thing. And I'm, you know, we'll see about the no flour and I'm not weighing and measuring or whatever yet, but I'm doing well with no sugar. And I can, I, you know, now I hear their voice in my head and I'm picturing someone wading into a swimming pool slowly, right? Like they know they need bright line eating and they will ultimately do bright line eating, but their approach to beginning bright line eating is being true to their moderator nature and starting it slowly and layering in the various aspects of it, which I think is brilliant. I'm in full support. I'm in full support. So, um, yeah, you know, this, this notion that some, for some people abstaining is easier goes all the way back to the 1700s. I think Gretchen Rubin put this in her blog. Samuel Johnson, a British writer from the 1700s, said, abstinence is as easy to me as temperance would be difficult. He was an abstainer way back then. So that's the weekly vlog, and I'll see you next week.